The universe has many horrors yet to throw at us. This is not the end of our struggle. This is just the beginning of our crusade to save humanity. In the grim darkness of the 41st millennium, there is only war, there is only dice and pipes. And welcome back to another Dyson Pipes Wrath and Glory session, where blood and guts seem to be the prevailing force in the air. It's really the prevailing force on everything, if you think about it. Blood and guts. Yeah. Well, without them, you really, you would not be alive. No, you wouldn't. Or without water. I hear that 98% of the body is water. Sure, 98. Only 2% is mass. Like yeah. Muscle and skeletal. Well, I'm talking about nerds. 98% of the innards. Oh, inside. Not, not counting the sixty percent of the epidermis. So sixty percent epidermal layer, and then b- b- below that, what? Fuck me already, dude. What are we like thirty seconds in on Dyson pipes? Dude, when you flub a line, fuck, couldn't even plug Instagram. You got to roll to drink. Why is my mic so hot? You're drinking. It's your hand, not your mic. No, actually, no. It's probably just your mic because my mic is nice and nice and cool. Hmm. It's really hot. Yeah. Well, let's roll before it explodes so I can find out if I drink. Uh, So on Wrath and Glory, of course, uh, you have a dice pool of D6s. So we have a pool of six dice, one of them being a Wrath dice. Wait, six or five? Five. I have five. Fuck. You're rolling next. One of them being a Wrath, or DN is number three. Yes. Okay, let's go, baby. And I pass. I have an icon on my Wrath and an Exalted on one of my others. So I, I I got three. You, you, you can roll, please. We really should establish if we're able to carry over these glory to the next episode. That way, we just start fucking wasting. Yeah, starting now, we'll, uh, we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. That All right, so we're gonna we're gonna start keeping track because I don't remember what we had the last. I had twelve. Time. You should just take twelve shots right now. <laughs> I th- I think I'm pretty sure I had like four ruin Fuck. and you had like two glory. Fucking hell! All right, so they'll have to like counter each other out. Uh, you might want to keep it in the box. Uh, and I pass. I got a, a exalted icon and one icon on my wrath oh, dice. That's perfect. We we got the same thing. That's pretty cool. So anyway, on today's episode, I'm sure we'll be talking about a little little ban in action today. Follow us on Instagram, Dyson Pipes, Twitter, Dyson Pipes, and today, Brian, yes, and myself have been blessed by the good mixologist Michael J. Fish. What has he served us today, Brian? Uh, well, we have a aged 12 years. Mm. 12. What happened 12 years ago? What was going on in the world when this bottle was created 12 years ago? That was 1903? No, I don't think it was 1903. You sure? Uh, this day. It had to be 12. It couldn't be 10. This day 2007. 2007. Are we sure about that? I'm just going to trust you. It is. And on this day, by the way, it's my mother's birthday. Happy birthday, Mom, if you're listening. Happy birthday. Because I'm assuming my mother would listen more to the Wrath and Glory episode than she would the, the Dungeons and Dragons. Because you're probably going to hear Dungeons and Dragons and goes, holy shit, my son, he was, he, was, he was a loser when he was younger. I didn't know. But no, Mom, I'm not. See? Look, I'm very successful. What, what are you looking at what happened this day back in 2007? You would think onthisday.com yes. would just tell you what the fuck happened on this day. Well, they, they know it was my mother's birthday. Oh, here we go. a glorious event. All right. Yes, yes. On January 1st, Bulgaria and Romania had a New Year's. 
officially <laughs> they were the only countries to celebrate <laughs> New Year's. Okay, that that's good. That's they good. officially joined the European Union. Ah. Uh, Congratulations to joining a corrupt institution. On January 3rd was the 73rd Sugar Bowl. Uh, number four ranked LSU beats number 11 ranked Notre Dame. I remember that game. That was a great game. I don't remember that. Uh, on January 7th, Phil Jackson wins his 900th game as a head coach, becoming the fastest coach to reach 900 career wins. Wow. Uh, ooh, January 4th. The 110th United States Congress convenes and elects Barack Obama. This person as the first female Speaker of the House. Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi. God bless her. We should just end the episode right here. Uh, On January 9th, Apple Incorporated CEO Steve Jobs announces the iPhone. Ah. That's probably the, the greatest news in all of this. And we'll do one more. One more. On January 9th, I you came you up with the theory okay. that Jennifer Aniston has a smelly pussy. We're going to elaborate that point in a minute. Actually, I want to elaborate on that point right now before we get to the toast, because the toast might take a life of its own for a little while. So Jennifer Aniston has a smelly pussy. This is something that you yourself... You've, you've coined this theory. This is a, a hypothesis that you've put out there, and you yes. think it's true. Yes. And I know where you're going with this, but please explain to the listeners and our whiskey dicks out there why you believe that her piss... Yahtzee. <laughs> 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 yeah. It smells so bad that I can't even pronounce the word. <gasps> Three icons. Ah, you dick. I love Exalted's. By the way, an Exalted is a six, and... Regular icons are a four and a five. Correct. Yes. So please continue on this theory. So and then we'll get to the pipe and the tobacco and then we'll uh, we'll get to the toast. Okay. But I'm just I'm so curious. I think we both uh, can agree mm-hmm. that Jennifer Aniston Gorgeous. is hot. You say a thought? Hot. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. She's fucking hot. <laughs> yeah. Now, I would suggest. Especially back in uh, uh, 2007, that she was very hot um, and should not be single. So why is it that every super couple that she links up with, they always dump her? Hmm. She seems like a genuine sweetheart. Now, I might be wrong about that. I don't know her personally. Uh, But she seems like a very sweet girl. Yet, she always gets dumped. And I can't figure out why. And it was bothering me until I discovered this hypothesis. And that is that men will date her because she's gorgeous. And when they go to bang her, they realize that the gash in between her legs. (laughs) Is akin to a hot landfill. And they think they can grin and bear it. <laughs> Ultimately, they cannot. We and they tu- submit. We touched upon New York City in the uh, in the episode. It smells episode. like moldy fromage. Have you ever driven through on like a hot August day? Mm-hmm. I'm talking like upper 90s, maybe even pushing 100. Yes. You ever drive through Staten Island when the dump was open? Uh, no. 
but I know I've smelled it. Have you ever been in like the lower west end of Brooklyn? Yes. Yeah. You ever get that just rank fucking smell? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's the wind blowing the delicious scent of the dump into Brooklyn <laughs> from Staten Island. Which is funny because a lot of people consider New Jersey the armpit of America, but I'm going to say when that dump was open, Staten Island, the dump section of was Staten Island. Aniston's Pussy of America. It, that was the Pussy of America. The JA. The Jap. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the Jap of America. Oh, shit. Oh, man. This was around World War II. <laughs> they would have to put Staten Island in a concentration camp. Internment. Come on. In, I'm sorry. Internment camp. <laughs> Let's use proper terms. We only use the preferred nomenclature. Yeah. Nomenclature. Not nomenclature. Nomenclature. Fuck. Yes. <laughs> Please. Please rule. And then let's get back to this rank subject. <laughs> Nothing like wishing my mom a happy birthday and then talking about Jennifer Aniston's snatch. Uh, I have one exalted icon and two regular icons. You suck, I man. have defeated you yet again. Yes, you have. Let's continue. So she has had two failed marriages. Yes. She's worth a lot of money. Yes. So you would think guys would just stay with her for the money. But on the flip side of that, she's only been with wealthy men. Right. So they don't need her money. Power couples. Power couples. Yeah. So she's had... Let, let's put your theory to the test. Let's look at... And not that I'm a fan of hers, but it's just a name that, that comes to mind. Um, Demi Moore. How many husbands do you think she's had? 30. Okay. We're not exaggerating at all. Um, she's had three. That uh, there was a three in my number. That, yes, you're, you're right. You know that she's from Roswell? Maybe she's an alien. She could be. I didn't think about one this. Of, one of those homeless aliens. They plague the woods. You have to be careful. <laughs> yes. Well, well, that's for another day. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that another time. I think that's more of a D&D topic. Yeah, that's totally <laughs> The homeless aliens surviving <laughs> in the woods. <laughs> Just con saves all day long. Oh, man. I can't wait. Okay. We're, we're going to get to that. So anyway, I, I'm going to go along with your theory. I'm going to say that you are 98% accurate. We're, we're going to leave a little room for... Uh, Margin of error. Some ambiguity. Ambi- what? Not ambiguity? I guess that's right. I don't know how to say that word. No, it's ambiguity. Okay. Yes. We can go to dictionary.com <laughs> th- and have I th- it. I thought it was ambiguity. No, not ambiguity. <laughs> can you use, use that word in a sentence so then... No, because you you're going to make roll. me roll. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Good call. I know your tricks. Excellent. You're like the devil. Oh. That was a horrible movie, by the way. That M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong movie with the elevator, right? Yeah. Wasn't it yeah, anyway. Well, I, I, I called it was the old lady from like minute five. Yeah, you could tell right from the beginning of the movie. What is his best movie? Um, in your, in, in your uh, H.O. Humble opinion. I'm going to say Signs. I enjoyed Signs. Oh, you fucking weirdo. Really? I like Signs. I'm glad you're not a basic bitch and went with Sixth Sense. Nah, Sixth Sense. I think that was a little predictable. It was a good movie. Yeah. I enjoyed it. And it was good enough to the point where they made fun of it in Scary Movie. You know? I remember, like, was it Damon or Marlon Wayans? Like, just high as shit, saying, I see dead people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was funny. He's, like, smoking weed. Um, Why signs? Because he has a holy baseball bat? Well, I, I am a, a baseball big, bat infused with the power of the Lord. I am a big fan of the, the baseballs. And I like the whole, like, yeah. referencing the, the, the dying words of the wife, uh-huh. where she's, like, tell him to swing away, and it, it plays into right. it. Like, he sees the bat, he sees, you know, Joaquin standing there <laughs> with the alien. There's fucking glasses of water all over the place, and he 
finally it dawns on him. Swing away. Tells him. Kills the aliens. I, I think it was it was great. I enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie. I have a soft spot for that movie. It's all right. That's probably the only... Well, I, I enjoyed Sixth Sense, but those are probably the only two M. Night Shyamalan movies that I liked. How about you? Uh, Rambo, First Blood Part 2. Please stop it. M. Night Shyamalan wasn't even in this country. <laughs> uh, I would say... If I had to pick one, because I'm not a big fan. No, me neither. Uh, the Village. I like The Village. The Village was uh, good. I, it's easier for me to go in order of which ones I hate with the top, the tippity top. Oh, yeah. What was the worst one? Uh, it's a dead heat, but I think I'm going to give it to The Happening shortly behind Unbreakable. Take this guy out of the equation, and I would have to say Unbreakable is probably the most unwatchable movie I've ever seen. You see what I did there? Unbreakable, unwatchable. That movie was fucking bad. I think Bowfinger was the most unwatchable movie I've ever seen. I believe it's the only time I've ever fallen asleep in a movie theater. I've never even heard of that. Who the fuck was in Bowfinger? Uh, It's one of those movies when it was really cool to... Eddie Murphy is, and Eddie Murphy is, and Eddie Murphy is... Oh, my God. There's only two Eddie Murphys in it uh, with Steve Martin, and he's a movie producer. See, but they did that in Coming to America, and that movie was awesome. Yes. But then they did it with Nutty Professor. Oh, yeah. Nutty Professor was bad. Uh, what else is he Hercules, Hercules. That seems pretty funny. Uh, Lady in the Water. Have you ever seen that? No. I've never watched that. That looks bad. I mean, a lot of his movies, you could tell, are just terrible based on the, the trailer for the yeah. movie. They're just fucking horrible. I've heard a lot of good things, even though I've never watched it, of um, Split. A lot of people say that that was a pretty good movie. I just don't like how it's tied into this whole like superhero thing that he's trying to do with well, Unbreakable. Well, with Split, what happens is Jennifer Anderson splits her legs and everyone starts committing suicide. So it was bad. a prequel to The Happening. That's what it was. And it actually it 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 like they they named her they named her Pussy Bird Box. <laughs> <laughs> it smells so bad you can't even look at it. Yeah, you just climb into a <laughs> flaming car. Like, I've smelled enough. I'm fucking done with this bitch. Oh, my God. Dude, talk about a bad movie. Please, let's not even get into that. Anyway. Yes. We've got Clyde. Clyde has provided us with some of the finest tobaccos. In the world. In the world. Ever to be found on the Ethernet. He went to Turkey. I heard about this. And picked his Turkish blends. He went to the Orient and picked his Orientals. Yes. He went to Virginia. And picked his Virginias. He went to the land of Cavendish. Yes. Wherever that might exist. Bought some Cavendish. He went to Burley land. Ooh. And picked his Burleys. Yes. And he went to the planet Latakia. (laughs) And mined his own Latakia. (laughs) I ran out of tobacco. Yes, me too. No, we're good. I think that that almost covers it. Parikh. Oh, yeah. He he went to Paraguay. Yes. And ground all the children into Parikh. (laughs) They taste delicious. Very spicy children. Very they, very they must eat a lot of chili. Chile? No, not Chile. I think we've already established I do not know geography, so I'm going to stop no, the jokes right there. you're way off. Pyongyang. Pyongyang! <laughs> what are you smoking, Brian? I have... Uh, I'm still sticking with my Awakened Elder. Uh, it's getting smokier and uh, pepper, really? pepperier. More as, pepperier. Yeah, as the bowl goes down. Okay. I'm starting to, to see a trend here, and correct me if I'm wrong because I'm drinking, so everything's a trend. When we take a look at the tobacco and the whiskey that we drink, 
and smoke in the D&D episode, it pretty much mirrors the tobacco and whiskey that we're smoking and drinking during the Wrath and Glory episode. Just can't get through the shit fast enough. No, some might say that uh, we might be smoking. Well, no, not this time. The last time we were we were drinking uh, Jefferson's. Yes, and smoking uh, stinky butt. Yeah, and smoking his stinky butt for weeks. Yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for yeah. weeks. That bottle lasted forever. It did, and it did some damage. Dude, that bottle was rough. That was rough. But I had to do some adulting today, so not adultery, adulting, adulting. Yeah, so I have to I have to take it a little little easy. Son of a bitch. Whatever, we're still going to have fun. Yeah. Because girls just want to have fun. Dude, Cindy Lauper, I'm not going to lie, guilty pleasure. Yeah, I'm with you. There are multiple songs by Cindy Lauper that I truly enjoy. But before we get to, even if we get to it, because I really don't want to talk about Cindy Lauper, because I had a crush on her when I was a little kid. I have a crush on her right now. I bet you she doesn't have a stinky pussy. Nah, but her pussy's probably not working anymore. She's like 70. Even better. Yeah, can dump in that shit. She ain't getting pregnant. <laughs> oh, she needs to be fucked by a baseball glove. Ooh, swing away. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into the trials and tribulations of Bannon Spayburn, I must first propose today's toast. Ooh. Raise your glasses out there, fellow uh. listeners, our whiskey dicks, and join us in a toast. To New York City cockroaches. Ah, or the, sh- the scourge of everything. Or should I say to residents of New York City, water bugs. Why not? Let's not call them what they really are. Let's pretend that they're something that they're not. I defy you. Yes. Go into your search engine of choice uh-huh. and image uh-huh. search yeah, I'm gonna do water right bug and then image search uh, roach, cockroach, cockroach. I'm going to do this along with the listeners. Cockroach versus water bug. I defy you to find a difference. Let me ask you a question. In New York City, have you ever seen any of the quote-unquote water bugs in water? Uh, No. No. You know where I've seen them closest to water? I remember walking down a few fine streets of of New York City and peering with a flashlight into the sewers during the summertime. Alligators. No, no alligators, but when I say hundreds... Of cockroaches in the sewers, I am not exaggerating the point. And funny, none of them are in the water. It seems like they're trying to be as far away from the water as possible. Therefore, not a water bug. Mm. They're fucking cockroaches. But let me tell you how aggressive one particular cockroach was to me. So there's this one day, and let's just set, let's set the tone here for a minute. Okay, the tone and tenor. Yes. I'm going to tell a fairly long and elaborate story, and I hope that you all kind of go along for the ride here. I have an issue, and I've always had it. I must be extremely comfortable, and most importantly, at home when nature calls, and I have to take a shit. I just, I have to be at home, I have to be on my own toilet, and I prefer to be so private, in fact, that... I have, I live in a, in a two-story house. I have a bathroom on the first floor, and I have a bathroom up in, uh, up in my bedroom. Bragger. No, I'm just trying to paint a, a picture for everybody <laughs> so they understand. And um, there will be times, and I've been with my wife now for over 15 years, 16 years. And um, if I have to take a shit, dude, I won't even use the bathroom downstairs when she's, when she's I, as a matter of fact, I've never shit in the bathroom downstairs. I will go up into the confines of my own 
bedroom bathroom and plant my fucking ass cheeks on that toilet and take my shit and, and now, solace. Are you one of these maniacs that take all your clothes off when you take a shit? No. What kind of fucking moron does that? You'd be surprised. You get completely naked when you take a shit in the nude. Do you have to take a shower after you do that? I don't know. Well, we. I'm not one these of these people. people. Do you know one of these people? I, I did a survey at work, and we are in the minority. Most people, while at home, that take a shit get naked. Yes. Um, any right now that you think might be awake that you could text while I tell the story to find out if after they do that they have to shower while at home. While Brian's doing that, I'm going to continue the story. So pay attention. So anyway, I like to uh, I like to be use the comfort of my own toilet. Well, one day at work, I don't know what I ate, I don't know what I drank, I don't know if it was a combination of my dinner and having a lot of coffee on the way into work. But the stomach started a gurgling. You want to do a little ASMR? <laughs> no, that's what it sounded like coming out, Brian. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> that's what I sounded like in the car on the way into work. So I get into work, and uh, I'm thinking, no, this shit's going to pass. It's, it's going to pass. Yeah, well, it didn't pass. So about three hours into work, I decided I had to use the bathroom. And now Brian and I had discussed the numbers. For every one time, now mind you, I've only shit twice at work, and I've been there for over seven years. Seven years. Uh, to spare the, the dr- dramatics. How, dramatics. Many, how many times have I shit at work, Do we estimate? Oh, well, we've established that the ratio was 1,000 to one. <laughs> 1,000 to 1. For every one time that I shit at work, Brian has shit 1,000 times. So Brian's up to around, we estimate 2,000 times. I've done it twice. So <laughs> let, me, let me share with you my encounter on my second shit ever at work. So, Can you please describe the bathroom? It is fucking horrendous. It is a bathroom that I would picture in like post-war Iraq. After, like, us valiant Americans have gone in and completely just destroyed the palaces in Baghdad, right? They've probably gone in and fucking spilled blood and shit and pissed all over the place. There's hardly any toilet paper. God help you if you want to wash your hands and actually dry them with paper towels. I've personally witnessed human beings, after they've used the bathroom, washed their hands in the sink, and then pulled paper towels out of the garbage to dry their hands. I may or may not be staring at one right now. Could be on my phone. Could be sitting across from me smoking a pipe, exhaling right now. By the way, we never even... Never mind. Um, theater of the mind. Theater of the mind. So, I walk into the bathroom. There are... How many stalls do you think there are? Six? Seven. Seven stalls. So I find the one. I like to strategically position myself. If I'm going to use the bathroom down there... Out of the seven stalls, two of them have closing doors. The other one's just kind of flapping the breeze. Well, and, and two of the other ones have toilets that don't work. They have garbage bags over them. <laughs> They've been like that for months. Why would, why would anybody and fix some those? kind of odd rust-colored Dude, mud. What the fuck is that? It's so uh, creepy. Our bathroom is a nightmare. God, I hate the place that we work. So basically, the only two functioning stalls are on either ends of the bathroom. Because, again... I want to be able to shit in some privacy. So I go to the end. I have the wall next to me. So I'm, I'm protected by a, a tiled wall. And to the right of me is an open stall. There's nobody in the bathroom, by the way. It's, it's very late in the day. Nobody's taking a shit at this hour. So I'm the only one in there. I can hear a pin drop. It's very quiet. So I undo my belt. My pants go to my ankles. 
mind you, let me preface this by saying I bird nest the fucking shit out of this toilet. I must have used half a roll of toilet paper just because I'm afraid of catching chlamydia. <laughs> like the koalas. <laughs> Which is responsible for the extinction of koalas, apparently. Um, it's because they keep eating their parents' poop. That's horrible. So bird nest. Pants at the ankles. So now I take my phone out because what do you do these days, right? You take a shit, you want to relax, you want to get comfortable, you take your phone out, maybe play some games while you're passing the time. Well, let me tell you that for some reason, these mutant cockroaches at work seem to be the largest fucking creatures I've ever seen in my life. Well, unbeknownst to me. I'm sorry? Unbeknownst. Unbeknownst. Tomato, tomato. Pronounce, benounce. Unbeknownst. I'll give you that one, but I think you're wrong. I'm going to research this when you're talking, and I have a feeling you're going to be rolling. And I passed. God damn it. Yeah, we're on a fucking hot streak. Unbeknownst? Yeah. Really? Okay. I'll give that one to you. Dude, so I'm sitting there. My pants are around my ankles. My ass is fucking deep in this toilet. I'm like three pounds out of me in this toilet. It's just fucking heavy. I'm hurting. It's bad. My stomach, disaster. Grumbling. It's fucking horrible. All of a sudden... Now, mind you, when you sit down, right? You sit in in a public bathroom... Right, the stall, the door maybe comes, what would you say, like a foot or two, foot and a half yeah. off of the floor? So you can it's, it's see. It's about like uh, right underneath your kneecaps. You, exactly. Usually where the door starts. So, so I would think if you're sitting back, you could probably see, what do you think, like two feet into the, the common area of right. the bathroom? Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, I see this roach, okay? Now, again, I watch this roach. He kind of just comes from nowhere. I see him now, and he's facing, he's, he's now parallel to the door. So it's like he's paying no mind to me. All of a sudden, this motherfucker, he's coming from my left. He takes a hard right, and now he's facing me. Did he stop first and look at you? No, he he stopped as he was parallel to my being on the toilet, and then takes a hard right, and then motherfucker starts charging. He's like the cavalry. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you would think in a scouting operation that there would be some sort of like stealth to this. Like maybe he would like kind of circumvent the door. Right, or feel you out a little bit. Like, yeah, maybe see, how's this motherfucker going to react while he's on the toilet? You know, maybe come around from like a different toilet and just spy on me before he calls in reinforcements. Nah, this dude was fucking by himself. He's a berserker. He's a berserker. He's like a Tarrasque. <laughs> and he means war because this guy takes a fucking right and then hard charges. When he started charging, dude, did, I was like a little girl. Did he go, Wah! <laughs> Yeah, he was a cocka orc. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking orca roach. That motherfucker just, I I don't know if he liked the way my feet smell, because I did hear from somebody that cockroaches love the taste of toenails. They do. It's their preferred uh, feast. So maybe he smelled my toes. And eyelashes. Well, I'm hoping he didn't smell my eyelashes, because he had some sense of fucking smell. This guy makes a right, hard charges. Now, he is booking it right between my feet. Now, if anybody out there has ever tried to do any form of like athletic move while your pants are literally around your ankles, handcuffing your ankles per se, yeah, you can't move. So what's you're in a, you're in a cloth cotton shackle. Yeah, I'm fucked. It's like I got shackles on. So instinctively, I try to kick him away, but of, <laughs> but of course, of course, I can't because my left leg now is partially connected to my right leg. Due to my pants only being as wide as they are. So you're doing leg raises very so now, fast. <laughs> there is 
absolutely zero force generated from this kick. Dude, I kick like, you ever watch a fucking like a, a third grade girl try to play kickball and she just fails miserably? Yeah, that's me. I try to kick this thing, I miss. So now I go in panic mode. Why, you how, say? How far away? Dude, at he's, this point? he's at my fucking feet. He's at my feet. So now I, I'm like half shitting. This thing now has disappeared underneath like where the crotch area of my pants are. Of course, now he could I, be anywhere. He could be anywhere. I have no idea where this motherfucker went. He could be attached to my legs. Your headphones are falling off. <laughs> I'm getting nervous just thinking about this. I'm fucking sweating. So this guy causes me to now jump up from the toilet. As I get up, and I kind of oh, now you have squishy butt. Yeah, it's gross. Oh, fuck, it's gross. So now I got to one eighty myself because now I have to be able to like survey <laughs> the landscape. I can survey the battlefield. He he drew first blood. So now I look. And this dude is literally right underneath my feet. So I fucking kick him. Now, now, I don't know what I just kicked, but I kick him. And I kick him, I kick him right against the wall. Because remember, I'm up against the wall. So I kick this son of a bitch right against the wall. Dude, he's so fucking big that you literally hear him against the wall. Ouch. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Now, again, you have to picture our bathrooms are fucking disgusting. It can't be normal. It's right. not like a normal stall where there's toilet paper on like a holder. Clean floors. No, 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 no. What's on the floors, you might ask? Great question. There's probably five or six other half-used rolls of toilet paper. What do you mean half-used? Like like some savage took them and threw them on the floor in the fucking bathroom stall. After doing what? Like taking a shit. <laughs> so, so now my only... <laughs> My only recourse, taking the shit. My my only recourse is to take one of these used half rolls of toilet paper and kick it towards this roach. So I kick it. Now it covers this roach. Now let me let me explain. This roach. What would you think? That's about two three, inches, right? Three inches. Three inches. I'd give you three. The body is about three inches by maybe three quarters of an inch wide. Okay. He's a hefty fella. Oh, he's big. He's so big that when I cover him with the roll of toilet paper that's already on the ground, I go to step on it. But again, I can't get leverage because, because I'm, I'm connected. My ankles are connected by my pants because they're still down. I'm, still, right, yeah. I'm swinging in the breeze, bro. Like my dick is out. I got right. shit all over my ass. It's gross. It's disgusting. You're it's, only in like your third round of combat. Dude, it stinks. I haven't even been able to like courtesy flush. This dude like completely ambushed me. I had no preparation whatsoever. So now I go to step on the roll of toilet paper. And I think I got him. But I was mistaken. Because now I'm standing there. Now it's like this Mexican standoff. I I felt like Clint Eastwood. It it was like the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm Clint Eastwood. Fucking Tuco is the roach. (laughs) You know? And Levon Cleef is my shit in the toilet. Like, we're all just staring at each other. It's this big fucking standoff. Wouldn't you know that this roach fucking survived? I did not kill him. And what does this motherfucker do? He runs. He scurries into the corner. So now he knows. He, the guy is aware of what's going on. He sees the pants around my ankles. He goes into the corner knowing that there's no way that I'm going to be able to get him. And In the corner of your bathroom stall? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, yes. So Against now the wall. So where the two walls conjoin. He is down deep in the corner okay. behind the toilet. Oh, fuck. Now the toilet to the wall, what do you think? Maybe six to eight inches? Yeah. I, I can't get back there. Right. Plus, I've always been under the, the mindset that roaches carry their eggs on their back. So I refuse to step on them with my bare foot, my shoe, because it goes... I'm starting to get itchy. Yeah, it's fucking disgusting. So he's now making his final attack preparations, okay? He's, he's recouped, all right? He's ready for, for the second volley. So I'm standing there, staring at him. He's down in the corner, 
staring at me. This motherfucker makes a hard line right at me. Again. Right at me. But now I'm prepared. So now he comes, and I'm a lefty, so I try kicking him with my left foot the first time. I fucking whiff like Your a loser. Your pants are up? No, dude, my pants okay, are so still we're still Okay, so we're still in a vulnerable state. I, I got shit on my ass. Well, I'm not picking my pants up. I got to go back out to work. You know, I can't go out there stinking. My body's going to say, dude, you smell like shit. What the fuck happened in there? How is he going to believe that I got attacked by a cockroach? You know? So, long story short, this guy makes a hard line right back at me. Now I fucking pele his ass with my right foot. Dude, I kick him so hard that he flies into the next stall and off the toilet. Now he's belly up. Now I'm thinking, I got to get the fuck out of here real fast. So, dude... I like, like a gentleman when I'm home, uh, you know, I wipe my ass when I'm sitting down. I'm not weird. No, now I got to wipe my ass standing up like oh, a fucking girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a girl. I'm like facing the toilet. If anybody ever like walked by <laughs> because of, you know, there are very low tolerances in the door jams. Right. It, they've got to be like a half inch to an inch a piece. So if anybody just walked by and glanced to the right, they would see a grown man. <laughs> bare-assed. Bare-assed with toilet paper and a finger in his asshole. Facing a toilet, they'd be like, "Who the fuck is that?" I'm never gonna work with this guy in my life. No, it's and me. the first thing you're gonna do is look at their your shoes. They're gonna look at my shoes. So they can pick you out of a crowd later. Oh, hell yeah! And my shoes are very easily <laughs> discernible. You'll know it's me. So, uh, yeah, dude, it was just it was fucking horrendous. I ended up wiping my ass. I was like, I still had half the shit in my body. I, I couldn't go. Are you sweating, dude? I'm sweating. No, no, no. Now. At the time, dude. Of course, I'm sweating now. Telling the story. <laughs> I was fucking dying. <laughs> Okay. I was dying. I, I'm I'm at the point now where I think I'm gonna shit my pants the next time. I am not shitting at work ever again, or I'm gonna have to find a different bathroom. The roach survived, by the way. It sure did. Because when I was done wiping my ass and I left that stall, it was like Jason was from Friday the Thirteenth. You know when like you think you killed him, and then when like the investigators go back to find his body, motherfucker's gone. Yeah. When I was done and flushed the toilet, I got out and I opened up the next stall. Yeah. That dude was flipped over right side up and in the wind. I have a feeling that somebody encountered him yesterday. Yeah, I think so too. So uh, I was preparing my uh, my diet food that I'm on. Uh, and Your fuel. <laughs> my fuelings, yeah. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So what did you eat, by the way? What, what were you preparing? Uh, well, you I, I had actually just eaten. I had to do my dishes. Uh, I had myself a delicious, yes, and nutritious, I might say, uh, cookies and cream mm-hmm. protein shake with a little mixing ball in the uh, in the yes. cup. So you do a little to mix it all up. Yeah. And uh, so I drink it, and I'm just bullshitting with whoever's in the kitchen, which is upstairs, right? The bathroom is in the basement. Mm. The kitchen is in the upstairs. Now, um, uh, this just in. Yes. Our friend Sam does not take his clothes off when he shits. Very good. And he's very confused. <laughs> Why? He doesn't understand where the question is coming from. <laughs> uh, so the, the bathroom is horrendous. It, it is a nightmare, that bathroom. Yes. Uh, the kitchen on the main level is nary any better. Um. It used to be nice. They spent quite a bit of money renovating it. Uh, they put in stainless steel uh, appliances, a uh, a cornucopia mm. of tables and and chairs, uh, very nice uh, IKEA furniture. Uh, it looked nice. They tiled the floor. Well, uh, the bells and whistles. Well, that was 
six or seven years ago, probably. Yeah. Uh, and once they finished that, they decided that upkeep is no longer necessary. So the ba- uh, the the kitchen is very similar in appearance, smell, and ambiance as the downstairs dungeon bathroom. So I, I go to the sink to wash out my uh, my dishes, my 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 shaker bottle, and in the sink at the time is a pot with some uh, old soap water in it, uh, a couple of pieces of flatware. Now, who the fuck is cooking something in a pot at work is, is fucking beyond me. Well, in a normal job, I could see that being okay. But in the facility that we're provided, like, you'd be out of your mind. I, I mean, I would think that most people just heat their food up in a microwave. But... Yeah, nobody's using the stove at work. Right. So why Somebody are you putting is. a pot on the stove? Somebody is. All right. And then they only kind of half washed it out because it was, you know, that like, if you ever like had a party and you got too drunk and like you wake up the next morning and you see your old sudsy, like yeah. you had the intention of cleaning the dishes, but right. you forgot or yes. fell asleep in the floor of the kitchen. Uh, <clears throat> that's what it looked like. I'm like, ugh. So I, uh, I go to the sink, I turn the water on and I start filling up the bottle I shake it. Of course, there's no more soap left because some fucking savage you wasted it all on uh, on the pots. So now I'm just using water just to rinse it out real quick. Do you think it was the person that cleaned the pots or could it have been the gentleman who's responsible for replenishing the soap? That's a good point because there's also no hand soap. No right. soap at all. Okay. Uh, but he does make mustard gas every morning, so that's nice. Good fam. Uh, and clean up piss on the floors, nothing, from what I hear. Nothing, nothing like uh, cleaning urinals by putting straight ammonia. <laughs> or I'm sorry, straight bleach. Yeah, it's bleach. Uh, so that way my ammonia piss goes in and creates mustard gas. Yeah, I like being blinded when I have to right. use the urinal. Yeah, now I feel bad for the Viet Cong. <laughs> so uh, so I'm, I'm shaking my bottle. I'm on my phone or doing you know, fucking whatever. And the first thing that catches my eye... So imagine a sink, any sink, and it's got the two nozzles, one for cold water, one for hot, and the the, the apparatus from which the water comes out mm. comes up and hooks forward into the sink. And right behind that, inches, is the wall. So where uh, this monster came from is beyond me. But as I'm shaking my bottle and kind of rinsing it out, the first thing that catches my eye are two twitching antennae. Ugh. And I, I stop and I look. Did I just fucking see that? And much like Jason, there's nothing there. So I'm looking. All right. So I, I continue. And like a bullet. <laughs> like Harrison? a fucking... No. Oh. Like a bullet. He flies up the hook of the sink nozzle, down into the pot, stops, and is just staring at me with its antenna going fucking haywire. He's fucking smelling my eyelashes. I know what he wants. That's Thank what God it is. I wear face shields. Or your fingernails. Yeah. So now I don't know what to do. And I do what any grown ass man would do. Mm-hmm. I throw my shaker bottle at it and back <laughs> away. And now, now we're just staring at each other from across the room. And now I start thinking, knowing the answer irrationally, but at the moment, do these motherfuckers fly? Oh, yes, they do. Yeah. Now I'm waiting to see if he's going to fly at me. Oh, this motherfucker's coming for you. Right. He wants so now, blood. Now we're just staring at each other. And eventually he repositions, goes down into the sink. Now I have to retrieve my fucking bottle. Oh, see, he just got advantage on you. He did. 
That's what it is. So I, I, like a, like a, like a gazelle, very gingerly, mm. walk up to the sink, and he is nowhere to be found. He disappeared, maybe down the drain. Right now, my my shaker bottle is clear, yet I'm still convinced he's <laughs> under my bottle, and I'm staring at my bottle to the point that I take a dishcloth and just start futzing around inside the sink with the dishcloth, trying to antagonize him to see if I can get him to come out and attack the dishcloth. No, yes. dis- distraction. Uh, and he was so big that it had to be the same one that encountered you. I'm sure it was. In the bathroom. And I have to know, in, in your scenario, because I know the answer for me, but for you, was that attack premeditated? Listen, or was it an attack of opportunity? No, no, no. This was This was entirely premeditated. I'm convinced that... He went back to his fellow cockroachians. Yes. He's trying to be known as the manslayer. He wants to kill a man. (laughs) He tried with me. He failed. Now he's on to you. He knows we're friends. He knows we're friends. He knows we do this podcast. He's going to take me out to get to you. Maybe he's got a problem with people role-playing with dice and pipes. Maybe. He's like the sniper from uh, Saving Private Ryan. He's going to take me out. Oh, shit. And he's going to wait for you to come rescue me. And then if you see me missing a leg... Or more notably, toenails. Yes. Just leave me, man. Dude, Just if I ever me. encounter you one day and like half your eyelashes <laughs> are missing. <laughs> he can't go for my eyelashes because I have the eyeball shields. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. protected. Yeah, he can't get there. So. Okay. You should start showing up to work with no shoes or socks on. Oh, uh, both of us. Draw them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, trap. Realistically. What if all, we buy the game Mousetrap and just put toenails in it? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then when he comes close, just fucking... Spring the trap on him. Yeah. He would probably be able to force his way out of the net. You think? Yeah. But we'll go with like a butane torch and then set the whole fucking game on fire. And the building. Fuck the building. I don't Realistically. Care. Yeah. What is the most extreme weapon you would use? All joking aside. A Moab. <laughs> no? Mother of all bombs on that son of a bitch? <laughs> I'll fucking take out half of New York City to kill that guy. He'd probably survive. Oh, shit. That's right. He's a roach. Yeah. They would survive nuclear fallout. What would you use? Let me think about this. I'm sorry. Your question was going to be, what would be the most extreme weapon that I would use to kill him? Yeah. In like an open environment? or Have you ever seen... And I, I remember, I said realistic. Okay. Have you ever seen those YouTube videos where the guys get metal balls up to like 400,000 degrees? Yes. Yes. I would use that. But how would you drop it on him? Tongs. Yeah, but he would move. No. You would never get that close. They scurry. I would throw it via the tongs. Come on. You're being a little unrealistic with your aiming capabilities. You don't know that. Did I play baseball? I wouldn't be able to throw a fucking 4,000 degree ball using tongs at a fucking roach. How many baseballs have you thrown using tongs? You really have no experience to even talk about this. (laughs) Touche. You got me there. Uh, no, I would probably use uh, Sam's boot. Yeah, that, that, and, then, <laughs> and then put it back and not say anything. Yeah, never say anything to him. I would use like a hairspray container and a lighter. Yeah. Yeah, make like a torch. That way you keep it at a distance. As a matter of fact, next time I have to shit at work, I think that's what I'm bringing into the fucking the shitter with me. I'm just going to keep a container of hairspray, which is hilarious since I have no hair. What do you think the chances are? Because you've shit at work twice. Twice, two times. I've shit at work 2,000 times. How many times have you been accosted by a cockroach? 
in the bathroom? None. None. I've been accosted by the janitor because he'll put his giant retard hands on the top of the bathroom stall. What? And lift his face over. You got paper? Dude, I would kick the fucking door. <laughs> no, because s- I always use the doors that lock. Ugh. What a creep. Mind you, it, <laughs> the, the janitor is like as tall as a brontosaurus. <laughs> and about as intelligent. Yeah, well, that's true. Hmm. So what happened with the uh, what happened with the roach? Where'd he go? I have no idea. I got I retrieved my bottle after futzing around with the dishcloth, and I went to go find you to tell you what happened. That's awesome. Like a rape victim. Yeah, dude. That's what I felt like. I, I just wanted to keep it to myself. I wanted to just point the doll where it attacked me. In, internalize it. Yeah. Yeah, it was scary. All right. Well, let's see if uh, if Bannon encounters any roaches on his adventures. Stay tuned. Ah, the following gameplay is brought to you by Paladin Coffee. Enjoy a delicious cup of amazing coffee and get you through your day. Find them at paladincoffee.com. Warning. The following gameplay includes scenes of extreme violence and gore. Listener discretion is advised. Uh, the the guy notices this sand timer and notices the weapon and also notices that it still has plenty of ammunition in it. Mm. All right, all right, all right, all right. Uh yeah, I, I, I've been dealing wizard lately. Uh, it's, it's been a huge moneymaker for me. Normally, I just use, you know, washed up combat stims that are outdated. But this stuff has come along and, and you know, I, I, I've, I've been selling a lot of it. What, what, what do you want to know? Please don't kill me. I want to know where you're getting it from. Uh, this guy named Wilmar. Stop it. Fucking stop it. You're kidding me. I say that's a guy. You're fucking kidding me. No, I swear I swear to God. I swear to God. Here, I, I can write down his address. Yeah, write it down. And he and writes... And while you're doing that, empty your pockets. <laughs> so, uh, he empties his pockets. Um, nothing really of note. A couple of low sticks. A couple of credit wands that he probably got from people really desperate. Uh, no actual drugs on him that he's displayed, and he writes down the address for your building with his with Wilmar's apartment. Does this guy have ID? No. Not that he's shown you. How do you think ID works in the 41st millennium? Probably. I would imagine they don't have driver's licenses. No, no. They have um, operondus... Identificationist <laughs> sounds official. Yes, um, he doesn't have, from what you can see and from what he's displayed, he doesn't appear to have any kind of wallet or any kind of uh, identifying documents. This is all I got. I look down at my timer. I see there's probably like two minutes left. Okay, 
And Bannon tells him, get against the wall. And he obliges. And I'll pat him down. Uh, and I'm looking uh, to be, I guess, more direct. I- I'm, I'm looking for some sort of identification that tells me like where this guy lives. As far as you can tell, uh, he does not have anything else on him. Okay. What's your name? Can I, can I turn around? You need to look at me to tell me your name. Uh, okay. Uh, they... They call me Backfire. I don't want to know what they call you. They call my my street name is Backfire. I'm, I'm Roscoe, Roscoe Church. If you ask around, everyone knows me as Backfire. So Bannon puts the auto pistol away and draws his knife out, <laughs> and <laughs> and he just places it. More of an intimidation thing. Not, I'm not looking to kill him. Not right now. Um. But again, more for intimidation. I I take the point of the blade. I think this guy's not wearing armor, right? So right. I just take it and I kind of I put it right in his side, right where his kidney would be, to the point Die. where ah uh, okay. Where do you rest your head at night? Uh, Give me an address. It's it's right right. Listen, I got I got a wife. I start I got, pushing it even more. I, it's it's right down here, two 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 alleyways down, on the right. All right, so he gives me his address. Yeah. I say next time you see me, will be the last thing you see, and I take the the hilt of the knife, and I just smash it over the back of his head to knock him out. And down he goes. Wilmore, huh? Okay. All right, so I leave him in the alley. I'm not going to kill him. And away we go. So Bannon picks up his timer. And instead of heading west to Slug Belly, Bannon's going to make a uh, quick pit stop back in his old neighborhood. Okay. I imagine it's probably later at night by this point. Perfect. Are you going to stop home and pick up your gun, or are we just going to stick with the auto pistol for right now? I would think we're good for the uh, good with the auto pistol right now. Okay, I'm going straight there. I'm just Bannon is just raging right now. He just can't understand why the dots are connecting their way back to Wilmore. All right, so we're going to Wilmar's house. Yes, and so we're going to walk up and we're going to do a little. No, I don't think so. He's not going to get that courtesy. I think what Bannon is going to do, so he's going to just make a general observation of, I I take it Wilmar lives in an apartment? Yeah. I would also think based on the way things are in a hive world that these apartment buildings could be fucking stories and stories high. Um, Some subterranean, most above, like like a, you know. Right. So to gain access to his apartment outside of his front door would be very difficult. Right, it's not like I'm going to scale a fire escape to the 23rd floor. Right, right. Okay. I'm going to knock on the door. That seems to be the only way to get it. And again, the little window is going to slide open, and you're going to see Wilmar's eyes looking back at you. It's Bannon. Oh, 
I thought we were just going to shoot him right in the eyes. No, no, I was thinking about that, but no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Uh, I, I announced myself. Right. Is everything okay? Yeah, everything's good. I have news. Open up. Uh, all right, hold on. And you're going to hear the clickety-clacks of all of his locks on disengaging. And the door opens, and he opens it just wide enough for you to make your way in. Is he standing behind it? Presumably. I'm going to kick the door into his face. Uh, give me a... Sh- Fucking me with my strength test. Strength test. Uh, difficulty one. Kicking a door isn't too hard. I have an icon and an exalted. All right. I can actually push one. So- or shift one. So you... Uh- not only do you kick the door open, but the door bangs right into his head and he falls backwards. His head goes through the drywall of the little hallway door uh, wall behind the door. And now he's on his ass and a little dazed. I shut and locked the door behind me. He's dazed. Oh, what the, what the fuck is going on, man? So I'll also grab him by the hair. So the door is locked. What Bannon does is he grabs him by the hair. Well, actually, first off, I'm sorry. Let me, let me check that. So since he's dazed, he'll step inside. He closes the door. He locks it. And um, he just observes the room. There's nobody else in here? No. Okay. Not that you can tell. What's the layout? This is, I would imagine the door opens into his living room. Uh, yeah, it's... Um, let's call it... Uh, a studio apartment. Mm-hmm. So the door would be right here that you kicked open. Holy shit. Hold on. Yeah. Sorry. Small book. Uh, well, that little square there is the bathroom. We'll say that he crashed into that wall. Then there's a couch on the uh, top wall there. And then a bed in the corner with a little kitchenette. Okay. Any chairs? Uh, yeah, there's, you know... Like at the kitchen, I would yeah, imagine? Yeah. Okay. So Bannon shuts and locks the door behind him. He'll pick up Wilmore by the hair and drag him over to one of the chairs in the kitchen. And he sets him down on the chair. Okay. I toss him first. I make sure he has no weapons on him. All right, so you do... Uh, so he doesn't have anything on him. Okay. I take out the auto pistol. Okay. No, check that. I take out the knife. Okay. Take out the knife. And Bannon looks him dead in the eye. You backstabbing piece of shit. What are you talking about? You hired me to get rid of your competition. Do you think I'm fucking stupid? No. I thought you knew. I've been doing this for years. You thought I knew what? That I was a dealer. No. Why else would I hire you to take out another drug dealer? Yeah. Grow up. I don't think so. Excuse me? We've been friends for a couple years, right? You're that dumb? You haven't figured out what I do? Let me go. The deal's off. Leave the gun. So he's still kind of dazed, sitting in the chair? Like kind of fuzzy? Like rubbing his head. Okay. I just, I look around briefly for like rope or any sort of like, anything that I can like secure him to the chair. Uh, I would say that he's got, a bed sheet that you could probably 
twist up real quick and tie him to a chair with a bed sheet. Okay. I'll do just that. So I grab the bed sheet and I'll cut it into a few different sections. I'll tie his ankles, you know, to the post of the chair and uh, his hands behind his back, his waist, I'll tie down to the chair. And then I'm going to put a, uh, I'm going to put a piece in his mouth so he can't scream. Give me. Give me an intellect test to see how well you uh, tie this together. Oh. Your knowledge of knots. <laughs> uh, difficulty of one. I, my friend, have an exalted on my wrath. All right. So I will add a glory. So I tie him to the chair. Yeah. With extreme prejudice. Good. I'm all about extreme prejudice. And you gag his mouth? Uh, just to the point where he can't talk, but loose enough that I could take it off of his mouth okay. so I can interrogate him. I take my timer. Dude, the trinkets are fucking awesome in this game. Like, what? Ah, oh, they just fucking, they enhance everything. I love it. So I take the timer and I put it down on his kitchen table. Now, at this point, based on my last interaction... The sand has run all the way through. So now he's got my full five minutes of attention. Oh, that's nice. Yes. <clears throat> and I look at him. Bannon says, you know what this is, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what's going to happen at the end. You don't want to do this. We, we don't have to do this. You know my thoughts on this, Wilmore. I take the. I say, shut up, shut up. Open your mouth. Listen, and, a guy's got to survive. What? What do you think? You're the one man hero. All right, this has been going on since before you. It'll be going on after you. All right, all of us are just trying to survive. Some of us are okay shoveling shit. Some of us aren't. I thought we had a deal. Where'd you think those guns came from? All right? You're on your high horse? Well, I'd be fine if you were an arms dealer, Wilmore. Oh, so that's okay. Yeah, that so is So your okay. line is the arms dealer. I have no line. And I take my knife out. All right, all right, all right. All I'm right. going to gut you like a fucking fish. Who is Slugbelly? That's it? He's just your competition? He He's, he's new on the scene. He's a fucking mutant, from what I understand. A fat fucking mutant. And he doesn't care. I care. Right? I'm very careful with what I give to people. All right? I give instructions. Nobody's died on my watch. This asshole comes in, and he's just slinging this shit like it's candy. And people are, people are dying. So I, I cut him off. Nobody's died on your watch? I just killed six people in a bar for this little skirmish of yours. What? Nobody's died. That wasn't what you were supposed to do. Yeah. Well, what did you think? That one guy was going to die? You think that they were just going to waltz me right into his room? I was going to be able to take care of your problem, your competition, so you can continue to poison people with wizard? Hey, Bannon, listen. You were okay taking the weapons. All right? You came to me. No, I didn't ask you to do this. You came to me wanting weapons. No, you came to me with an idea. Okay, so maybe we came together. Okay, so I obliged. And I did too. Yeah, but this whole time, behind my back, you've been dealing 
You never asked me not to deal drugs. We never had that conversation. I take the knife and I put it right to his stomach. Do you know how long it takes for somebody to die out from a wound to the for the stomach? I don't want to be the one to find out. You're going to find out if you keep taking this tone one more. I, I don't understand. We've been friends for a couple years. All right. We've been flatmates. Uh, I, I didn't know that you were this upset about it. I knew you didn't really like drug dealers. That's why I never really broadcast. I didn't think you would kill somebody over it. Where do you get your wizard from? I, from from one of my contacts. Why? I put the gag back in his mouth. Yeah, right. Okay, 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 okay. And I take my knife and I cut off his left ear. <laughs> and the whole time he's crying, I'm going, shh. Uh, uh, you're a fucking maniac. Who is your dealer? His name is Ghost. All right, we don't use real names except for me. You're a fucking moron. Where does Ghost live? Where do you meet up with him? He sends me packages. He just sends them in the mail. Yeah. Uh, one of his boxes might be around somewhere. I, I don't, he doesn't normally put a return address. That's why they call him Ghost. How do you get in touch with Ghost to let him know when you're uh, low on supply? Well, he just he just knows. We he he sends it to me, and and I I send him. As he's saying this, I don't believe a word that he says. I start putting the gag back in his mouth. No, I take the, because I can't cut off his other ear. I don't want to risk him not being able to understand what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, I take the hilt of the knife and I fucking smash him in the mouth. (laughs) Until at least one tooth falls out. And then I take the gag off and I smack him on the back of the head. So he could spit whatever teeth fucking got knocked out of his head onto the floor. Okay. All right, all right, all right. How do you get in touch with Ghost? Can, can I just ask one question? How do you get in touch? I look over at my timer. Your five minutes is up. You have one question. You're going to tell me how to get in touch with Ghost, and then I'm going to decide how to handle you. Okay, okay. I, I have a Vox caster in my, uh, under my bed, and... It's broken except for one channel, and and that's that's my link to Ghost. Give me uh, give me an awareness test with a difficulty of one. Dude, I'm on a fucking hot streak. So I rolled an exalted on the wrath plus one more icon. All right. So uh, at this point, you notice the pick caster on the wall, and you turn to it, and it's an image of the smoldering ruins of the bar. Oh, good. It's on the news. 
and you hear a voice say, uh, Murder in the lower quadrant today. This crazy suspect walked into the bar. And you see security footage of you walking into the bar and mowing down everybody in the bar. Fuck. The cogitator was recovered from the smoldering ruins, and forensic experts seem to think that they can have a lead on the person within the hour. Oh, my God. So Bannon looks at Wilmore. This is not good for you. What? What? Do you see what's on the news? Uh, That's you. I know it's me. But it's you who led me there. I said, where's the box of supplies that ghost sent you recently? It's all gone. Uh, But the... You just said that he sent you a recent shipment. Right, yeah. I I gave it out to my my sellers. Uh, If it's under the... It's under the... It's in the bathroom. All right. So I pretend like I'm walking to the bathroom behind him. And I take my knife out. And I cut his throat. And blood pours out from his... He, he's ripping at his arms, trying to grasp at his throat that's now wide open and just pouring all over the front of him. And within a few seconds, slowly his eyes start to close. Okay. I quickly make my way over to the bathroom. I'll, I'll search his apartment real quick. All right, so you find the box that he was talking about. It was behind and underneath the toilet in the bathroom. Uh, it's addressed to him. No return address, as he had said. And uh, you also find under his uh, bed is um, this Vox caster. The dials are all ripped out of it, so it only can transmit to whatever station, uh, whatever channel it was originally set to. Uh, and that's that. Okay. And I would like to give you a wrath point. Ooh. That's exciting. In honor of the first time the timer running out. (laughs) My patience is amazing. Well, being that Bannon just saw his face plastered all over the news um he's gonna quickly make his way to his apartment and obtain whatever items are in there that he feels all right so you get so i grab my gun all my gear yep and i make haste i leave i assume you keep that box caster yeah yeah yeah, of course so i take the box um i'll open it later it's empty the the box is open oh okay he he did already get rid of all of his stuff okay all right so that has nothing Man, this day went sideways. Holy shit. No, it went actually just the way I wanted it to go. This is awesome. Love this game. Yeah, I need to get away from this apartment complex as fast as possible. And being that this this guy seems to be the only one who I actually had a friendly relationship with, um, I can't go back to work. Um, so I'm going to have to make my way west. You're in it. I'm in it. Oh, I'm definitely in it. I'm going to have to try to seek out this uh, slug belly. All right. So um, you find yourself on a maglev train on its way west uh, out of the Hive City. And sure enough, you're out in the bogs and the mires. And eventually uh, you get to the station that's out there. And usually like outlanders and hermits live out here. 
um, you bump into a couple people, you ask a few questions, and you end up finding this uh, this chem mine. Okay. As far as you know, the chem mine is no longer functional, uh, but it is the chem mine that you were directed to nonetheless. Are we going to go in? Of course. All right. It needs to be investigated. So the mine uh, is very roughly drilled out uh, upon entrance. Um, There are hoses and cables of various widths and sizes and directions uh, lining the top corners of the walls near the rounded uh, concave ceiling. Uh, Glow wands are lining the walls to give you light. And it's obvious that people are here. Uh, Strewn on the ground as you walk, you can see empty canisters of stims of various assortments. Uh, Maybe it's wizard, maybe it's not. But there are at least, as far as you know, drug users have been here at some point. The cave, uh, or the mine entrance, kind of veers to the left a little bit for maybe 30, 40 meters, then starts veering to the right. Uh, would you say that you've gotten some rest? Like, are you going to this mine in the morning, or are we going in at night? I'm guessing at night. All right, so because, I think it's a little after midnight. By yeah, this I had really no place to rest. I mean, if if my face is all over the, uh, if it's all over the news, yeah, it's not like I'm laying my head down in my house. All right, so it's a little after midnight, I would say, when you get here. Okay. As the room opens up, you have a choice. There's a pathway directly to your left. A pathway about 50 meters ahead of you to your left, and then a pathway about 50 meters ahead of you to your right. So it almost makes like a uh, like a peace sign. You can go directly left, you can go 50 meters ahead and to the left, and you can go 50 meters ahead and to the right. And then it tees. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the pathway. I'm going to take the path all the way at the end of the hall on the right. All right. Uh, As you walk into this room, there are several crates lining the broken and craggy walls. There's like purple and green colored stalactites hanging or stalagmites hanging from the ceiling. And as you walk in, you see two men that appear to be armed doing what appears to be inventory on the crates. Okay. They have data slates and auto quills, and they seem to be cataloging what's in the crates. So after making this right, it opens up into a room. Yes. It, do I see any other um, like ways into this area or no? Like, no. This is the only entrance. Okay. How big of a room is this? Uh, it's Because it's a mine, there's no straight walls, but it's almost egg-shaped. And you would say from where you're standing in the entryway to the opposite wall is probably about 40 meters. Okay. And then to the left and to the right, that diameter is probably about 50 meters. Okay. Uh, The two men, one of them is up to your left, about 30 meters in front of you, with his back to you, and the other one is directly to your right in the nearest corner of the room, also with his back to you, and they're both cataloging the crates. Oh, my God. Stealth is not my forte. 
All right, I think I'm going to leave this room for now. Okay. So if you were to turn around, there's a pathway immediately to your right that's about 60 meters long that opens up into a... Is that the original, like when I came in the second left? No. You can also go back the way you came and then bang a right at the end of that. So hold on, just to help orient myself. So when I walked in, there was a, a path to the left. And then at the end of the hole where it teed, it was to the left or to the right. But when I made the right, there's an offshoot to the left of that. Yes. Okay. All right. So what's in that offshoot to the left? So if I was in that room, I'd turn around. Now the path is on my right is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. So you go down this hallway and this opens up into a small room or well, a small opening about uh, 30 by 30 meters. And it's empty except for several piles of dirty clothes. Uh, I'll briefly search this room. All right. Give me an investigation test. Uh, difficulty of two. I got an exalted and an icon. All right. So you, you sift through these dirty clothes and it looks like even though they're dirty, they appear to be fresh. Like it seems like people take their clothes and throw them in this room. Okay. But nothing else of consequence in this room. Okay. Again, on the floor, you see used canisters of stims and other nefarious things. Garbage. All right, so I'll, I'll make my way back. There's no other way. Nope, you can go back, and at the when you get to the end of the hallway going backtracking, you can either go left into that open room with the two guys, right, or you can go back the way you came and then bang a hard right or a left to get back to where you started. All right, I'm going to go back to where I started, and that first left that I could have made... Okay. I'm going to take a peek in there. So it's about 10 meters long, and it opens up. It's a four-way intersection. You can either continue going straight, or you can go into a small opening on the right, or a a hallway to the left. I'm going to look in the small opening on the right. There's a small table in the center of the room. Uh, There's a man inside the room who appears to be armed, but he's unconscious with his head on the table that's in the center of this room. You can see a, a used stim canister presumably wizard on the table next to him and you can hear him snoring okay carefully I think Bannon is going to creep into this room look for any cameras alright give me an investigation test man I really should have put points in this difficulty (laughs) 2 Just one icon. Nope. So you don't see any cameras, um, but on the table underneath the guy's arm is a data slate. Okay. What is the difference outside of this? What's the difference between awareness and investigation? I think awareness is perception. Okay. Investigate is investigate. So perception would be walking into a room. What's in this room? Investigate would be, let me look through this room. Okay. So awareness wouldn't be for cameras, more like investigate, like looking up and, and observing yeah, like, like I would corners. call for an awareness test for like the TV turning on with right. that news broadcast about you. Okay. Would you notice that? And then is there something behind the TV that would be investigate? Right, right, right. Okay. All right. Sounds good. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to try to work my way over to uh, this guy sleeping at the table. Okay. Yeah, he's completely out. Excellent. Yeah, I'm going to cut his throat. All right. Uh, I'm not going to make you roll anything. 
you he's completely out. So you pull your knife out and you just bury it into the soft part just under his Adam's apple. And with a softest of gags and a couple of twitches, he then remains motionless. I take a look at this data slate. So the data slate is Slugbelly's list of known drug dealers in the Hive City. And you can't help but notice that Wilmar is on that list, amongst other people. Ghost is also on that list. Now with these data slates, like can, can Bannon take the information and kind of upload it to his or this is something that I need to take and think have of it like person. a like a like a Kindle fire okay all right so I'll just put it in my pocket for now okay so now if you were to leave that room well I searched the the desk oh. for us is there anything in the uh, desk? no it's more of a table oh okay okay yeah. so I leave that room all right so now leaving that room you can either go straight you can go right or you can go left which would be the way that you came all right, I'm gonna go straight across all right, so this room opens up, and it's a large room. On the other end of the hall, uh, when you walk in, directly opposite you, it continues as a hallway, but the rest of the room opens up around you, about 50 meters wide. So you walk in, it opens up about 50 meters in a circular shape, and then continues into another hallway. On the right side wall, you see a power auger that's pointed towards the wall that looks like it had started drilling but at some point was stopped. Around the power auger are three men who are armed. They look dirty, a little disheveled, possibly high. I'm going to bypass this room too. So your only option then is to go so turn around. And make a left. Yep. Yeah. All right. So this is a long hallway. It goes about 40 meters straight and then bends to the right. And then goes straight again for about 50 meters. It then comes to a T-shape. You can either go left or go into a room on the right. All right, I'm going to check the room on the right first. As you walk into this room, uh, you can see piles of empty stim canisters, and you can see several beds and cots lining the ground. And there are four men sleeping in the beds. I'm not going to leave this room, but if I look behind me, to where when I came down the hall, you know how I made a right mm -hmm. into here? If I was to look down the hall to the left, like is that directly off of this room? So I can like look through this room back into the hall that I came. Yeah, I would say it's probably like two meters before the actual opening of the room, but you could probably poke your head around. Okay, and what's down there? Uh, all you can see is it's a, a hallway or a walkway that bends to the right, uh, roughly 40 meters long. All right. Wow. And if I come out of the room with the four guys sleeping, to the right, that's another hall? To the right is the hall, or you can continue straight the way you came in. The the, the, the hallway that you came in for this room. All right. Oh, man. Well, I'm feeling this is not going to go well. Um, all right. I'm going to leave those guys sleeping for now. And so I'm going to exit that room. To the right, there's nothing. There's a hallway. It just leads into that 40-meter hallway. Right. All right. So I'm going to go down and take a peek in there. Okay. And that leads into a room? Yes. Uh, when you get to that room, you can see scorch marks on the ground, uh, blown up canisters of what looks like large quantities of drugs, and there was some kind of explosion with a cave-in, so you can't go any further that way. Shit. But nothing else in the room? No. All right, so I'm going to go back to the room with the four guys sleeping. Okay. And again, I'm going to take a look. No cameras in here? 
Give me uh, an investigation test. Difficulty two. Two icons. All right, so you don't see any cameras anywhere. As a matter of fact, you haven't seen any cameras anywhere since okay. you've been in here. Uh, but there is a footlocker against the back wall in front of an empty bed. Okay. Does it appear to have a lock on it? Not from where you're standing. The closest sleeping guy to Bannon. How far away is he? Probably about five meters to your left. There's two guys sleeping to your left and two guys sleeping to your right. And how far apart are they they from each other? Each bed is probably about four meters, three meters. Oh, so they're relatively close. Okay. I'm going to press my luck. I'm going to take my knife out. Okay. And uh, the first guy, how was he sleeping? On his back, on his stomach, on his side? On his back. All right. With his heads, his hands behind his head. Snoring away. All right. Very quietly, I'm going to work my way up to him, and I'm going to plunge my knife directly above his Adam's apple. Give me a stealth test. Great. Uh, difficulty one. Give yourself one bonus die. Ooh. This is interesting. So I have so I have two icons and one exalted icon. So I can shift one. But I rolled the complication. Alright, so I would say with shifting the dice, you were able to kill all three guys on the left hand side. That's where you started? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. You killed all three guys on the left hand side in quick succession. What is your complication? I would have to say that number four wakes up. All right, so one guy kind of, hey, shut up. And he kind of ruffles, rustles in his bed and sits up a little bit. Give me another stealth test. Uh, no bonus dice. Difficulty two. Because I, I imagine you just kind of freeze in, in your... in. Oh, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to raise right. my hand and say, no, it's just me. All right, so I have... Um, I pass. I have an icon and an exalted. All right, so I, hear, I, I see you just kind of be like, oh, sorry. And he buys it, like, eh, shut up. And he goes back to bed. Okay. I'm going to let a moment pass. Okay. Just to kind of make sure that he's comfortable back in bed. And then Bannon is going to slink his way over to this guy and attempt to do the same. All right, same thing. Stealth test with one bonus dice, difficulty two. Two icons. All right. He is dead. Uh, your knife drives right through his throat, and you're getting pretty good at this. So he doesn't even he doesn't rustle in his bed, doesn't make anything. So there's two more guys sleeping in this room. Oh, there were more than four. Oh, oh I'm I... sorry. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. That was four. I forgot. So now everyone in this room is dead. Okay. I'm gonna make my way over to that Footlocker. All right. Uh, inside the Footlocker is a Compi tool. What's that? A tool to use with all technological things. It's like a multi-tool for computers. I'm going to pocket that. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with it. But I'm going to take it. And we will back out of this room. and uh, go. So now our choices are we can either go to the room with all the crates with the guys working. 
or we can go to the room with the uh, power auger with the three guys kind of fucking with that machine. So I'm sorry, uh, out of this room down that, that hallway has how many guys? With the guys working? There's three more guys in there? In the first room with all the crates, there's two guys in there, and they're cataloging how much shit they have in these crates. Right, that I have. In the other room with the power auger... There were three. There's three guys. And then the other room has how many? Uh, I believe that's everybody. Oh, I thought there, there was, was one guy. Room. There was oh, one guy the- sleeping on the table that you also killed. And there was nobody in the room with the cave in. Right. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Well, I think now we're about to go fucking. Why do I have a feeling I killed this fucking slug guy? He was the one sleeping at the table. Whoops. Well, at least he's dead. Um. Oh well, there's still a hallway. Yeah, there's a hallway on the other side of this auger. All right. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go back to the original room where those two guys were. Okay. So I make my way back there. Are they still in the same position? I would imagine they, they're they kind of walking around. around, yeah, but right. more or less in the same areas. They, it looks like they, they split the workload in half. Half right. the crates are on one side of the wall, half the crates are on the other. And they're stacked up pretty high? or they're, yeah. yeah. So the guy who was on my right, is he still the closest to the entrance to this room? Yeah, sure. All right, I'm going to try to stealth kill this guy again. All right, now you're going to have to give me a flat stealth test, difficulty of three. Oh, my God, I don't even know if I can make that. Can I add die? Let me see. Yeah, plus one D to a test after any rerolls. Okay. Difficulty of three. Yes. Bear with me here. <laughs> I rolled. I only have two dice. I rolled two exalted icons. Wow. So, so that means the, I gain a glory. Yeah, okay. All right, so I, I picture that you go up behind him and just put the knife through the back of his neck, out the front, and just pull it out and put your hand over his mouth so he doesn't make any noise and just slowly guide yes. him to the floor. Yes. It's like Silent Snake. So he, what? Uh, one oh. more guy. So he's down. Wow. That was exhilarating. Um, so now I'm going to work my way through this room and see if I can get the upper hand on this other guy. I'm going to wait. Observe him until he has his back towards me. All right, give me a, give me a stealth test. Uh, difficulty two. Same thing, right? Flat. Yep. Stealth. <laughs> I have another exalted on my wrath die. Wow. How many glory do you have now? Five. I'm up to six. Oh, that's so maxed out. out. Yeah. Oof. All right. So how do you kill this guy? Since the last one worked, I'm going to do it the same exact way. I'm just going to take my knife. I'm not going to bring it around to the front. I'm just going to fucking jab it straight through. Like, I I figure I'm going to bring it right to the side of his spine so it doesn't get caught up on anything. And I'm just going to fucking pierce it through and then catch his mouth. And then again, just kind of ease him down to the ground as he bleeds out all over my blade. So uh, you pick up the data slates that these guys had uh, with their auto quills. And you see that they are cataloging quantities of wizard. So uh, this room is filled with wizard. It would appear, based on what you see here, that this room is the staging area. You're not sure if they're manufacturing it here. You haven't seen any indication of that. But there's a huge quantity of this drug here. So whoever's running this operation, presumably the slug belly guy, is is the real deal. Um, <clears throat> you also find... Uh, two additional reloads. Ooh. 
I wish on this character sheet they put how many reloads you had. Okay. Oh, dude, that's a big help. Because I have a feeling I'm going to need it in the next room. A little salvo action? Yeah. Like multi-attacks with, like, adding die to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to make my way. So now, let me ask you this. Because I feel like I missed a section. Or maybe I didn't. When I came in the main entrance, yep. I had the room on the left, or the hall on the left, which, if I made that left and then a quick left, led me to where that auger thing is, where those three guys are. If I did not make that left and I continued down the hall, the next left, have I explored that? Yes. I did. The only thing left to do is this room with the auger. All right, so I'm going to head back there. All right. Uh, at this point now, it's been a little while, uh, there's two guys who are sitting on the wheels of this auger, and one guy who's in the opposite side of the room, on the left side of the room, sitting down, who's currently in the in the process of ingesting, or injecting, rather, uh, something from a stim canister into his arm. Perfect. So from the, uh, from the hall, Bannon is just going to kind of kneel and just keep an eye on this room. I'm going to wait. Would Bannon know how long it takes for this wizard to kick in? I would think if it's anything that's intravenous, it happens quite quickly. Uh, you would know that just from, I guess you wouldn't know, but from what you've heard and from what you've been told, it's different for everybody. Right. Okay. You start to build a tolerance for it, so it might take a little longer. Or if they're fat or thin, okay. tall, short. Right. So I'm, I'm just going to make an observation for a moment. I just want to see how he reacts after injecting himself with the uh, with whatever drug he's putting in his body. So after 10 minutes oh, wow. of just watching, the two guys in the auger are drinking. Yeah, sure what they're drinking, but they're drinking and they're just kind of bullshitting with each other. Uh, the other guy all of a sudden starts kind of forcing himself to stand up and starts doing this thing where he's waving his hands in front of his face and giggling. Right. And all three of these, uh, all three of these guys have weapons on. Yeah. Uh, the hole at the end of this room. Can I see how long that that goes on for? It looks like it banks to the right shortly after exiting this room. Okay, time to go guns a blazing. Now, can you multi-attack for guys who are not standing next to each other? Yeah. As long as everyone is within range. So I would say the guy to the left is about. 15, 20 meters away from you. The guys to the right are sitting on the wheels of uh, this auger, and they're probably roughly the same distance, except in the opposite direction. All right, so for my... Let me see here. So for my bolt gun, they're within half range. Yes. All right, we're going to have to cut this part out. What what, what page was it with the uh, with the combat where it went over range and, uh, like, multi-attack and stuff like that? Uh... Multi-attack allows a character to target multiple enemies with a melee or ranged attack. This increases the difficulty number of the hit by plus two for each additional target. Make only one attack roll and apply the result to all the targets. Inflict damage individually to all targets that are hit. If the attack results in a critical hit, the player chooses one target they have successfully hit to suffer the effects of the critical hit. All of the targets affected by the multi-attack suffer damage normally. So now, if there's, being that there's three guys in here, there's three guys. If I want to multi-attack and attack all three, I need 
a six to hit every single one? Or is um, it two for the first one? It depends the, on their defense. So you would need, I'll tell you right now. Or defense. I keep thinking DN. Uh, like a base DN. Because it says plus two DN for each additional. So would the first one be their defense, and then the second one is plus two, then plus four? Yeah, so it would be three, and then five, and then seven. But I would roll as a total? Yes. And if I hit the three, then I hit the first guy. If I get five, I hit the second guy. If I get seven, I hit the, the third guy. Right. Why wouldn't you always multi-attack then? Because you might only roll... I don't know. Like, let's say I I would multi-attack every turn then, right? Because I think if it's you fail one, you fail all. Oh. Well, that's a problem. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to multi-attack... You can only do one of these, right? So I can't aim and multi-attack. Right. All right, I'm just going to multi-attack the two on my right. Okay. So the guy who was injecting, I'm going to leave him be. All right, so uh, defense of three, so you're looking for a five. I'm looking for a five. But then I'm short, I'm close range, so I add one. So one die. Yes. And my DN is a five. All right, I'm going to end up spending a wrath. Because I have four icons. And I'm going to re-roll. First wrath of the game. Back down to two. You can only reroll failures once on a test. Oh my god. So I have no exalted. Um, so I have four. I have seven icons, but I have a complication. Alright. Well, let's um, let's resolve damage. We'll do that first. Okay. Uh, so I do 12 damage. Uh, first guy is... Dead. Roll damage for the second guy. Oh, you roll separately? Yeah. You just roll damage separate. 11. Also dead. <clears throat> so, what does, that look, what does that look like? Dude, I would like to think that... And depending on what the complication is going to be. Are these guys wearing armor? Or no, they're just workers in this. Yeah, uh, they're not wearing any armor. Okay, so I would like to think that, you know, I send a couple of rounds downrange. And the way that they're, they're just lined up where the one guy is standing between me and the other. So as I put rounds through this guy, it, they're going through him like his soft tissue, not obstructed by bone, like through his neck and through his stomach and piercing his body and hitting the guy behind him, being that I am using these man-stopper rounds. All right, so the, the power auger is now covered in gore, and these two guys slump over. Uh, give me a 66 roll. My favorite. 56. 
So when this happens, the guy who's high as balls just freaks out and just starts firing rounds everywhere. You back up to not get hit, but you trip, and now you fall and you're prone. <laughs> okay. Uh, and now we are officially engaged in combat. Now, he technically would have been uh, ambushed because you surprised him, but now you fall prone. So now we're going to spend your movement to stand back up. Yes. He is going to take cover, full cover, behind so the, the power auger. This is now opening up a new round of combat. So I can't stand and fire? You can. Yeah. So you're going to stand. You just can't move. Right, right, right. My movement is standing, right. recovering. His movement power. was getting behind cover of this auger. Okay. So he's running across the room to the auger. Right. So now he's behind the auger, and he has full cover. All right. So I'm at the corner of the entrance to the room, so I can kind of have somewhat some cover behind this uh, behind the wall, yeah. or standing up yeah. kind of puts me in the no, middle can, of the hall. When when you are able to move, you could just slide to to the wall to your right, and that would probably give you about half cover. Okay. So now, if he is in cover. All right, I think I'm going to aim. Oh, you can't. You spent your movement standing up. Oh, that's the same. Th okay, so this yeah. is the same turn. I got you. I, got, I was just confused because I moved and then he moved. Right, but you fell prone for a mere complication. So while I fell prone, that's when he moved. Then I went. So now yes. this is my turn. I understand. Okay, so that's four. All right, so I'm going to take a shot at him. What is my target with him in full cover? Uh, you are looking at five. Okay. Uh, six. I'm sorry. Six. What is full cover? Plus four? Three. Plus three. Oh, he's got a three defense. Oh, this is good. I fucking... Dude, I turn him into fucking blood mist. <laughs> um, I have one, two, three. I have four icons. Two exalted, one of which is my wrath die. So it's a crit. Yes. All right. But I'm maxed out on my uh, on my glory. All right. So let's resolve the crit first. Give me a sixty-six. Twenty-five. Ferocious rending. This attack shreds the opponent's flesh into ribbons. Gory furrows of red ruin are torn open, grinding the foe's bones and leaving them open to attack. Target suffers 1d3 wounds and is vulnerable. Severity plus 1. And he is dead. <laughs> <laughs> and this room is clear. I can only imagine what awaits ahead. Being that I just fired off a shitload of rounds in here. Well, it's a good thing you killed everybody behind you. At least you don't worry about getting flanked. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was worried about. That's why I kept kind of like bouncing back and forth. All right, so very cautiously, I'm going to start making my way down that hallway at the end. Right, there was nothing in this room, just the uh, just that auger. Oh, no. How many guys are at the end of the hall? All right, so as you proceed down this hallway, uh, you can. it's a four-way intersection. You can go left right or straight or back the way you came 
Alright, I look left and right. Do any of them look like a room by itself? No, they're long hallways. Alright, so I'm gonna go left. Alright, as you proceed left, it's pretty much an empty walkway that empties out into an auxiliary entrance to this mine. And nobody's standing there? No. Give me an awareness test. Uh, difficulty of two. I rolled four twos, so I fail. All right. No icons. Everything's hunky-dory. Excellent. So we can go back to that intersection. Yeah, I'm going to go back, and as though I was coming originally out of the room with the ogre, I'm going to make a right. All right. <clears throat> as you start walking, seven Holy shit. men come running out from the room that is to your left, from that four-way intersection. Okay. Now, do they run out after I've already made it past? So, like, now they're behind me? Or I notice them? As you approach this intersection, you see them coming from the left. Okay. Is it possible to take cover behind that wall and start firing rounds off down the hall without them knowing that I'm there? No, they see you. Okay, so they did see me. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, but regardless, I'm going to take cover behind that wall. So, behind me is the exit. Uh, if you were to face with the room that they're running out of to your right, in front of you would be the alternate exit. Oh, I see. So they're coming. So if I came out of the room with the auger, they're coming down that hole, the room to the right. Straight ahead. The room straight ahead. Also, from behind you, down that hallway you were originally coming down, two more guys are running towards you. From the alternate exit. No, from the hallway behind you, the one you haven't gone down yet. So now they're coming towards me? Yeah. Holy shit. How long is the hallway to get back to the room with the auger? About 50 meters. Yeah, disregard. And I'll let you contemplate. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to go pee-pee. Yes. So what's the plan? So I think what needs to be done... If, if I go backwards towards this alternate exit, is there like a bump out? Like, is there any place in there that I'm able to take cover? Yeah, it's like a winding hallway. Okay. Um, I want to move back. My, my speed is six. So I can move as far as six meters back without giving up my action to attack. I want to try to move back and still have line of sight to the two guys that are down the hallway that I could see straight ahead. Okay. And I'm going to shoot them. The two guys. Yeah, because if I retreat okay. back into this hallway, I can't see the nine guys. All right. Because the other hallway, dude, it's like too far away. Well, I'm trying to think, actually. Hold on. I check that. I'm at the intersection. Yes. Is the... The guys that are on my left, the group... Well, for you. The guys that are on my left, the group of seven, is there a bend in that? Well, obviously, I see them. Can I... Go down the hallway to my right, heading back towards the auger. Is there a bend in that hallway? Yes. Um, but I'd still have to deal with seven guys. But you could use your sprint action and probably get behind that auger. Probably. No, that, that hallway is 50 meters. I think sprint only doubles your movement. Your movement, then double it. Yeah, so, so I'm only six. at 12. No, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. It triples it? 
you do your movement and then you do double oh, your and movement. Then you sprint. I see, right. I see. So I would 18. So I, I still wouldn't even be halfway down the hole. And I would leave myself open to an attack. Right. Yeah, it's not good. We're going to have to okay corral this shit. All right. How far back in the hole that I'm in? So I imagine the two guys are in front of me. Behind me is the alternate exit out of this mine. How far back until there's a, like a bump out that I can... Uh, I would say probably about four meters, five meters. All right. That's going to be my... We're going to hole up there? I'm going to hole up there. So All I'm right. going to go back to that and shoot down the hole at the two guys because that's the only people who I could see. All right. They're going to be a mob. The two guys are a mob. Yeah. So I don't have to multi-attack. Right. So the difficulty to hit to start with would be three. If you get a five, you'll hit both of them. So mobs don't work like overkill. Like I don't do damage and then it automatically bleeds out to another. Right. Okay. But you only roll damage once. I see. But I would need five icons to on hit my both of those roll. guys. So I need a three and then a five to hit the two. This is very good. So I have one icon, three exalted, one being my wrath die. So I have a crit. And I'm maxed out on glory. All right. Here's what we're going to do. Roll damage. All right. So hold on. So I needed three, five, so I could shift one. So I get three extra. All right, so I do no extra damage. So I do 10 damage. Okay, so both those guys are dead. Okay. Now, with the crit... Should I roll? We're going to apply this crit to the the mob of seven Ooh. coming toward you. So roll a 66. Even though technically I can't see them? Or are they at that corner? They're at that corner? Ooh. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. No. Use some narrative let, let, trickery. Let's see. Let's see what we got. 45. Okay. <clears throat> 45. Uh, we've already had this one, believe it or not. Visceral blow. Crimson showers the ground from the force of your attack. The battlefield is a gory spectacle of spilled blood and unsure footing. So these guys just get fucking mowed down. Yes. And the seven guys uh, that are charging towards you end up getting tripped up in this mess and have to make an agility test which they blazingly fail <laughs> so three of the seven are dead from mortal wounds what during your spraying of bullets the rest of them four of them are now prone oh this is awesome so prone means what that they're uh one they, defense? Yeah. And there's four of them? Right. Yeah, I'm going to multi-attack all of them. Well, it's a mob. They're a mob. So it would be one, two, three, four, five, so seven. So I would need sevens. Seven. I can't, I can't do anything to, like, lower the DN. Like, can I spend reloads? I, I don't remember how it works with mobs. No, because mobs, they all have one wound, and it's it's plus two to each additional target. 
but they're all prone. All right, I know what I'm going to do. Okay. So I'm going to use my salvo. So I'm going to spend a reload. Okay. And I gain two die because the salvo for my bolt gun is a two. Okay. All right. So um, let me just go up here. My reload now will become a four. And I generally have seven. So two, four, six, seven. And then I add two die. Uh, before I forget, it's important to note that you've also gained two wrath from completing objectives of finding uh, the data slates. Oh, very cool. So I'm at four wrath. So I can re-roll. I don't have any shock. Okay. You know, what's funny. When you look at this character, uh, the character sheet, it says spend, spend one wrath two. Re-roll failures once on a test. Or, the last one, re-roll failures on any test or roll. What am I missing? There's I no, guess like, if I ask you to just roll like a flat four dice for something, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's kind of odd. Okay. So I need a, uh, I'm sorry, would you say a one for the first? There's four left. So it's one, three, five, and seven. So if I get seven, I hit all four yeah. is basically. So I have four icons. All right, I'm going to spend a wrath to reload, or to re-roll. Now, let me ask you this. If you spend a wrath to re-roll, you can also re-roll the wrath dice. Yeah, I think if it's a failure. Right, yeah, I rolled it. It's yeah. a three, so it's it's nothing. Yeah. Okay. Watch me roll a one now. And I do. No. Yeah, I do. Um, so I have five. I have seven icons. Okay, so you made your hits. So we'll resolve the complication later. Um, all right, so now what's your damage? Uh, Ten plus two extra dice. So. so all you need to do, I think you get it no matter what. Twelve. Yeah, yeah. All right, so these you just these guys are laying on the ground, and as they're trying to like get back to their feet, you just fucking... As you, I picture you walking and just shooting them as they're trying to stumble to their feet because yeah, they're yeah. groggy. They just woke up for, to gunfire, uh, and you dispatch all of them. Give me a sixty-six. Thirty-five. You're so excited that you drop your weapon. <laughs> no. Would you like to pick it back up? <laughs> yes, of okay. course. I'm going to pick it up. That would have been really obnoxious because you had to spend an action to recover it. Oh, that's So if that sucks. was in the middle of a fight, that would have sucked. All right. Um, well, so you have a choice. You can either go into that little sleeping quarters where those guys were or continue down this hallway you haven't been down yet. I'm going to go into the sleeping quarters. All right. Uh, so in here, you find a data slate containing the other locations of everybody, uh, of the other drug dealers. Uh, drug locations, I'm sorry. Drug locations, housing locations. You do notice something weird, though. Wizard is spelled W-I-Z-A-D. Wizard. You also find a respirator mask and one incendiary round. Okay. So now you have a magazine of incendiary rounds. Wizard. And wizard. Sounds very orcish. <laughs> or somebody doesn't know how to type. Or they have a broken R on the keyboard. Rune board. Oh, I'm sorry. Rune board. 
un, un board. No Mars. Okay. So I'm going to come at... Th there's no uh, hallways that lead off of this room? Nope. There's okay. one way left to go. All right. So I come out of that room and I make my left. All right. So uh, you proceed down a very long hallway, which opens up into a large room that is very clearly a drug lab. Uh, there's tables set up and there's two servitors mixing the wizard together. Not servitors. Not servitors. Okay. Servitors. All right, good. Was, mixing the wizard together. And there's two lackeys and a big, fat monstrosity behind a large desk. He stands up. You notice right away he has three eyes. He has eyes placed where they should be, and then a third eye underneath his left eye. Uh, he's got a huge gut, and out of his gut is protruding a large tentacle. What the fuck? I start to lose my mind, and I start screaming, Mutant! No, I don't do that. That'd be awesome, though. And this is Slug Belly. Oh, yes. Okay. So, so there's him, two lackeys, and two servitors. What do uh, incendiary rounds do outside of uh, have the potential to light everything on fire? Yeah, they inflict burning. It's a willpower test to act, and then it's damage for X amount of rounds. So can I replace... So how does that work? You use it once. So it's only for one shot? Yeah, it's one okay. attack. All right, I'm going to hold off on that until I have to fire it fucking slug face. Uh, the two lackeys start charging towards you, and Slug Belly stands up from behind his desk. Okay. And what are the, the servitors? Are just making drugs. Okay. I'm going to multi-attack the two lackeys. Okay. So we're looking for a three for the first one and a five for the second one. Okay. And if I miss the second, I miss altogether. Yes. And just remember, uh, at the completion of the session, you lose any wrath and glory that you have not used. And glory. Yes. Okay. So the start of this fight couldn't be any worse. <laughs> Not only did I miss by only getting four icons, but I also have a complication. All right. Let's roll a 66. Sixty-two. Okay. So as you fire... Oh, why didn't I re-roll? Uh, whatever, I already said. All right. As you fire at these guys, you miss them, and Slug Belly takes his fat mitt and reaches it into the lower lip like his jowls and pulls out this goop and throws it at you and it slaps against you and you're now restrained. Fuck. You have to pass a strength test of four. Oh, I'm fucking, I'm not going anywhere. To recover. Okay. Uh, so these guys are going to go next. At what point can I seize the initiative? I don't think you can do it while restrained. You can't. I don't think so. Okay. Continue. So, lackey number one uh, gets two icons and an exalted icon. My defense is two. And the exalted icon is a crit. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, he's no, a he trooper. He doesn't get a critical. All right, so he misses. 
Next guy is up. Wait, why wouldn't he hit me? I have a defensive two. He would. He oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He four would. icons. Eight damage. My resilience is eight. Excellent. Thank God. Guy number two. Lackey number two. <laughs> two exalted icons. Eight damage. All right, again, my resilience is eight. Slug belly. The scumbag. Slug belly's about 20 meters away from you, and he just charges forward. Okay. He is now six meters closer. What a horrific-looking piece of shit. Uh, you're up. You need a strength test of... Can I still... Can I fire while in this or no? A character that is restrained is bound by some form of hindering attack, such as uh, a web spinner, blah, blah, blah. A restrained character must forfeit their next move action, meaning they have no move action to sacrifice for any other combat option, such as aim, and may not sprint or run. So yes, you can attack. Okay, I'm going to attack. And your defense is reduced by two. Holy shit. Okay, I'm going to attack. I have to get rid of these two lackeys. Uh, three, five, seven. So I cannot aim. Right. All right I'm going to attack again the two lackeys. So they have a defense of three. They have a defense of... Are you going to multi-attack? Yes. Defense of three. All right, so I need fives. All right, I have two exalted, one icon. So that's a five. Oh, good. All right, resilience is five. Oh. Can they soak or anything or no? No, these guys cannot. Okay, so they take 11. Oh, you have to roll each person individually. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, the first one is 11, the second is 13. 14. Okay, they're both dead. Okay. So I picture you're kind of covered in slug belly's Fucking saliva. juice. <laughs> That's disgusting. And you kind of pull your arm up and just start firing, and you hit one of them in the head. And the other one takes like four shots to the shoulder and goes down. Okay. Uh, Slug Belly was 20 meters away from you. He moves another six towards you. Oh, my God. So now he's eight meters away. You're up. So I could spend an action to try to remove myself from this. Why didn't I do that the last time since I can't use... It's only I'm spending my move action to break free at a cost of strength on a test. Trying to get out. Yes. No. Do I want to reroll? No, I don't. And I need a four? Yes. Yeah, I don't want to reroll. Uh, I am going to fire at him. I'm going to salvo. So I'm going to spend a reload to salvo. That's me down back to three reloads. Right, because reloads reset. Correct. Yeah. And I'm going to unload in this motherfucker's jowl. <laughs> <laughs> what do I need? Uh, his defense is three. So I have two icons and two exalted. So I could shift one into extra damage. So I do 11 damage. Alright, so you do two wounds. He soaked some of that damage. Okay. Uh, he's up Again, he moves towards you. He is now within range 
of his industrial bludgeon. What the fuck? Uh, three icons. Okay. Yeah, it hits. I have a defensive two. All right. And he does nine damage. I'm sorry. He's got brutal. Uh, ten damage. Ten. All right, so I have a resilience of eight, so that's two that carries over. Uh, do I try to soak the two to take one? Yes, I will. On a soak test, you don't roll a wrath die, right? No. Soak roll. I would you say he did ten? Yeah. All right, so I soak two, so I take one shot. All right, I will again attempt to break free of his jowl juice. That's so fucking gross. Man. <laughs> nice. With one, obviously, being... But I can't do anything with it because I'm maxed out on glory. All right. So I break free. Yes. But if I try to move from here, then I give him an attack of opportunity. So it really doesn't... Even... Fuck me. Okay. It's kind of irrelevant. All right. I'm going to spend another salvo. That's going to pull me down to two reloads. Oh, wait. Hold on. I can't use this gun. You still have an auto pistol. Yeah, so as a, as a free action or a bonus action, I can put away my bolt gun and draw the auto pistol. Okay, so that's what I'm going to do. So putting one gun away would be one action. Drawing the next one would be one action. You get two actions. Okay. So you're good. All right, perfect. So now, again, this, being that it's close range, now works off of my weapon skill, not my ballistic. So I get six dice. That's four, five, six. But again, I'm going to salvo, so I get this, I think, has a salvo of two, you said. Yes. So I get two more dice. And this is where I'm going to get stupid, depending on how this roll is. And you said a three? Defense is three. All right. So I have two icons, one exalted, and a complication. So I hit him. All right. Let's resolve damage first. All right, so he takes seven. Or I do seven. Slug belly barely staggers towards you, and the tentacle that's coming out of his stomach swipes at you. What do you want me to do for the complication? Oh, I'm do you sorry. Want to roll for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll, roll. I'm sorry. 26. Lose one reload. You're out of ammo. No, 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 no. I have one left. No more salvos for me. All right. He's got one icon and one exalted icon. That hits. Right. Tentacle gives me, on a hit, I get one ruin. Oh, no. And it's nine plus one extra damage with an AP of minus one. Okay. And that is a hit. So I have 10 damage. But minus one. So you three go through. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to attempt to soak. Uh, and I soak all three. So I take one. I'm down to five. 
right, again, I'm going to... No more salvos for me. One, two, three, four, five, six. I will spend my ruin. Oh, no. And seize the initiative. Can I seize it after you seize it? <laughs> I see your seize and raise your seize. I have uh, one icon and two exalted icons. Oh, so man. I shift one. Yes, you do. Onto my industrial bludgeon. So eight plus three extra damage. <laughs> three misses. Oh, thank God. But it's AP minus one. No, that's the tentacle. Oh, okay. So it does nothing. All right. That was a waste. Slug Belly's not looking so good. No, nah, I'm going to fucking... I'm going to sacrifice myself to do something very stupid. I'm going to allow him to take an attack of opportunity. I'm going to back up six meters. Oh, wait. I can... Even this close, I can aim. Yeah. As long as you don't move. All right. Disregard. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to aim. So that gives me one die. One, two. No attack of opportunity. Not this round. Three defense. All right, so I have two exalted and one icon, so I can shift one into extra damage die. And I think we said this does one extra damage die. Yeah. So I do eight damage. What do you think happens no. to Slug Belly? God, this is very exciting. So again, I'm using the auto pistol. I just broken flee, free of his jowl juice. And um, I'm just firing away at this guy. It seems like initially it's doing nothing. And then I guess the last round, it starts to stagger him. So this one, since I aim, I aim right at that third eye and pull the trigger. And I send a round straight through that fucking eye. And it just rattles because it's just a pistol. It just rattles around his brain. And he just slowly drops down, which is ooze the same ooze that he fucking threw on me somehow it's connected to his mouth it's just pouring out of that fucking eye socket and he falls to the ground the servitors just continue making drugs as if none of this was even happening oh thank god and slug belly is dead so much for banning questioning this guy <laughs> uh that will take us out of combat and that will finish the session. Give yourself yes five build points. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so down goes Slug Belly. What a battle. Dude, that whole fucking... That was a great layout, by the way. The whole... The, the map. Yeah, like thank Like, structuring you. everything. Yeah, the auger. Like, I like how... Like, after the fact, we, we kind of talk about how, uh, you know, there was an alternate plan that if we wanted to, we could have, uh, you know, ran that auger through the wall. It would have led to that other room and taken right. out a few other guys. You know, so it just shows people, like... Uh, you know, when you're, when you're putting together a, uh, a campaign, that it's neat to have, like, different options available. Right. You know? Uh, uh, yeah, and like. if you had gone in during the day... The two sleeping quarters, they would have been empty, and those guys, those, I, I think I did like a 1d6 plus 3, or 1d6 plus 1, uh, those guys would have been out and about. Right. 
Yes. Uh, so, like, y- your plan of attack is definitely going to alter uh, the schematics, you know, uh, that you're going to encounter as, yeah. uh, as you know, you, you go about your mission. And uh, you, you sh- Bannon should be dead as fuck. He should. Well, he got very lucky. And yeah. again, this is like a complete, a complete 180 from the 5e campaign. You know, um, Harrison's rolls, for whatever reason, have been fucking, overall, like the average, just in my mind at least, have been bad. They've just been bad rolls. Whereas Bannon, Bannon has been very lucky with these dice. And, um, you know, a lot of successes. He's been rolling a shitload of icons. Yeah. Um, and I think by the rules, and we're still kind of learning this game right. uh, as we go. I believe the way you hit that crit with that group of guys, I think we bent the rules a little bit, uh, I believe. But again, and I, I've said this before, like playing fast and loose with the rules, like that was what an awesome way yeah. to go. You spill the blood of a couple of guys and everyone else falls on the ground and goes prone. And then like, like fucking like John Wick. You just walk by right. and execute them. Yeah, that, that's that's a great example, um, and I think that's that's kind of like the leeway that you have as the as the GM. You know, yeah. it, it kind of affords you an opportunity to to bend the rules and and at least kind of change the narrative of the story as to you know how you see fit. The crit, first of all, again with this game, I think is awesome because anytime that you crit, you know, it just affords you this opportunity as the player and the GM to have this discussion about what's going to take place, you right. know, and, and how you see things playing out. As opposed to, you know, in D&D, it's, it's very mundane it, by the book. You know, I roll a 20, okay, I'm getting double damage. I might roll on a chart. You know, some guys develop, like, these tables that you may right. want to roll on. Um, I, I really enjoy the back and forth, whether it's a, a crit or a complication. You determine what the outcome is going to be in the encounter. Yeah, I think I'm going to bring some of that over when we do the next 5e recording yeah. session. Yeah, I think that's cool. Um, a little bit of it anyway, you know, just to kind of get a little more uh a little more colorful. Uh and then we got Slug Belly. What a disgusting pig. Dude, I was really nervous approaching that room with those servitors. I really thought that shit was going to go fucking south real, real fast. And then the fact that I got pinned down, the fact that I was pinned down, I was like, I'm totally fucking toast. And again, it just happened to work out, you know? Um, Yeah, I I think we gave you, because you're by yourself, right? You don't have a party. So I felt like I should give you a couple extra reloads, incendiary rounds, a couple little uh, accoutrement to help you with... uh, with that dastardly slug belly. And it's fine because the the two campaigns, I, I think, again, they're just like polar opposites. And and Bannon is the type of character, like I want to play him as the type of guy that he's going to be by himself majority of the time. Right. You know, he's just a loner. It seems like the type of world where like nobody really can be trusted. Um, whereas, you know, the, the, the D&D campaign with Harrison, you know, it's, it's more, not that it's jovial, but it's more... On like a like a more uplifting tone, you know, party members. Every time you think of like a, a, a Dungeons and Dragons campaign, you think of more of a, like a, a party based system as you encounter, you know, these uh, these different encounters as as you move on throughout your uh, your quests, I, you leveling know, and shit like that. Five E is definitely, and it was back in the day, the D when uh, when I DM'd. It's more about setting and and, and atmosphere. This is all about combat and brutality. 
And we've yeah. listened to a, a couple uh, 40K or Wrath and Glory, I should say, podcasts. And they play it like not only like D&D, but a lighthearted D&D. Yeah, it's like everybody's a fucking bard. Yeah, and, and there's a place for that, that lighthearted D&D shit. And there's probably a place for that comedy, lighthearted uh, Wrath and Glory. But when I read the book and and we took a look at what was going on in that book, you just look at what happens with crits. Right. J- just that. Like, why you would play it lighthearted, unless you just don't have the stomach for like an evil but then don't play campaign. It. Don't, don't fucking play it then. Because Your first it, encounter with other people, you were smashing people's faces through bathroom walls. Yes. That was your go-to. And, and, <laughs> and, and to me, in this setting, in this campaign, like that's normal. Like That's the way it should happen. You know? There is only war. There is only war. If, and again, it, it, this is maybe in our own image. This is how I would, I would think that in the 41st millennia, if you're just plagued with nothing by war, you're in this dark appearance, you're cut off from everything else, and all you've experienced was just the shit... You're working on like a like a sludge sanitation planet. Like, yeah. there's no fucking, there's no like happy, happy, joy, joy music playing. Yeah, you know everything is just fucking rancid and death and decay. You know, just people dying in the streets and an overabundance of like corpses and rotting flesh and death. Yeah, you know, you know, and after doing a nine hour session of D and D. What a difference it was coming to this. And the nice thing I think about this show and why we decided to release two episodes that are different rather than incorporating both campaigns into one episode is after we do nine hours of Wrath and Glory, it's going to be refreshing to go back to D&D and kind of lighten the load a little bit. Right. It's like the problem with Walking Dead Mm -hmm. because it's so heavy and so down and so dark all the time. There is no reprieve. Uh, This, you know, people can pick and choose what they want. Hopefully they listen to both and enjoy both. But for us playing... It, once we get so dark and dank and dirty with wrath and glory, it'll be fun to go back to uh, yeah, a little more lighthearted. Yeah, you know, and not that it's all like fun and games. I mean, obviously we'll encounter some serious shit, but I I, I think the tone that's set in in the two campaigns are dude, they're complete opposites. Yeah, and whether or not that has to do with the GM, I, I think with D and D especially that has more to do with the GM. With Wrath and Glory, dude, if, if you're going to play Wrath and Glory, it should be a dark campaign. You know, I really don't see how you can experience anything lighthearted no. in Wrath and Glory. The opening paragraph of the book talks about how a thousand humans are sacrificed a day. Right. There is only war. The, yeah. You know, if, if culture is based solely on the saying of there is only war, yeah, that doesn't mean that like every Friday night after work and you get paid, you're going to the fucking local bar to listen to a cover band and try to hook up with some fucking whore. You know, like it, it, it just doesn't yeah. play into the cards. The only lighthearted thing, the only thing that you could consider lighthearted, I think, about Warhammer 40K would be orcs, right? The storm yeah. boys, the big choppas. Right. But still, like the illustrations and what you look at with like fan art, like they're chopping people into pieces. Yeah, dude, they're, they're salvaging people's teeth. Yeah. You know, like it's really, it's not lighthearted, you know? Whatever. Everybody's gonna play the way that they want to play. If they want to take fi- uh, they want to take Wrath and Glory and make it a, a little jovial campaign. Look, all the power to you if you want to twist it that way. That's fine. Our interpretation is this is a fucking dark, dank place. Yeah, and I can't help but feel like going forward that this is a war of escalation. Like we we set a tone with Wrath and Glory, and now 
my mind has just been racing of how I'm going to top that. Yeah. Uh, and get even crazier. Right. Yeah, it's very similar to this fucking roach at work. <laughs> Attacks me, <laughs> survives, and now he's upping the ante. He's he's up to fucking, you know, the first floor, and he's he's ready to attack bigger he's like, and, uh, and greater things. He's, he's like... Um, Al, uh, Al Capone in The Untouchables. I oh. want him dead. I want his family <laughs> dead. I want his house burnt to the ground. <laughs> he's got he's got no remorse. He's got no remorse. So, yes. Here's to kamikaze roaches. Ah, uh, may their egg sacs always hatch and they choke on toenails. Here's to Cindy Lauper. May her sandy vagine find the moisture it needs. Ooh. And here's to Japs. I'm sorry, Jennifer. Here's to Dice. And Pipes. <laughs>